And uh, today we're starting something now. I feel like I say this a lot, so it's like kind of dramatic, so I've got to stop saying it. But I really believe today is a significant um, moment for us. And um, this is the year of freedom, right? Do you remember that? Okay, good. And so this is part of our journey in the year of freedom this year, is we're going to be working through this book. This is a 90-day uh, journey. Uh, based. It's called the Authentic Life Journal. We're going to start this officially. We're going to start this officially uh, three weeks today, all right? Because I want to give a chance to make sure everyone in our church family gets a copy, all right? And uh, so we're going to start three weeks today. Now, if you're a super keener and you want to start right away, you're more than welcome to, all right? I won't stop you, all right? It's like, how dare I? you start early? No, no. If you want to start early, you're more than welcome to. But we're going to officially start three weeks today. And I'm going to give all the details this morning on what this is. Before I go any further... I just wanted to give a shout out to uh, Ken Dick. This is uh, his material. He wrote this. You'll see his name in here. And he uh, wrote Freedom Session, which this is connected to. And you're going to be hearing more about Freedom Session this year. But we want to get a jump start on things. And so we're going to start the Authentic Life Journal together. And I'm going to do a, a teaching of Ken's for everyone here and watching and in Little Current today. All right. Uh, our message title today is simply Authentic Life. All right, authentic life. Now, uh, as you're looking at the screen, by the way, if you're a little current, you have to look at this because you got nothing else today. All right, and there's fancy things going on the screen today, so I have to have the big one right here where I can point like the ladies on TV. Right. <laughs> all right. Anyways, so there we go. We're not just trying to be smart. Uh, we got some stuff we want to accomplish here. So, uh, t authentic life uh, journal. Um, this. Uh, journal and what we're talking about today is I'm, ho I'm hopeful that we'll instruct each and every one of us how to hear the voice of God. So many people over the years, both young and old, have said to me, I have trouble hearing the voice of God. All right? And some people actually think that maybe someone like me, like a pastor, a minister, a priest, whatever you want to call me, that we are, the, we are the only ones that hear the voice of God. Can I burst your bubble today? That is not true. In fact, sometimes pastors hear stupid things and say it from a pulpit, and then some people believe it's true. That's, you got to be careful, all right? Has your pastor said stupid things? Oh, yeah. Probably last week I was up here for an hour, all right? So if you, <laughs> you can test me. Anyways, uh, I want you guys to learn how to hear the voice of God. That's my heart, all right? If there's one thing that I could impart to our congregation, our North Life Church family, is that I want you to hear the voice of God. I want you to hear the voice of God so that if someday you're not able to come to church every Sunday or join a small group or whatever, uh, that you will still hear the voice of God, that you will not stop, quote-unquote, hearing the voice of God because someone like me isn't in front of you, all right? You need to learn to hear the voice of God. And I would strongly uh, declare to you that you actually, every single one of you, I can promise, right now, today, have heard the voice of God. But sometimes we just ha struggle with what is God's voice. I can promise you you've heard it, but what is God's voice? So that's the deal there. Uh, so let's jump in here. Again, we have these for uh, Little Current Campus as well as those gathering online. Let me see here. I'm kind of uh, echoing here a bit there, Jelena. I don't know if I'm doing something wrong. I know you all can hear me, but we've got to be careful here. All right. I'm not sure what it's, why it's doing that. Oh, well, it's his life. All right. Let's jump back in here. Okay. So let me read a scripture for you. It's from 1 Peter 3, verse 15. This speaks to what I just said. I don't have the, the verse on the screen or anything like that. I just want you to listen. 1 Peter 3, verse 13, 15. It says, But in your hearts, honor Christ the Lord as holy, always being prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you. Yet do it with gentleness and respect. Right? I get bothered, as you know, by angry Bible people. They upset me. I want to throw them in snowbanks and places like that. Uh, here's a stat. 15% of men and 25% of women say they hear God's voice regularly. 
Let me say it again. 15% of men, 25% of women say that they hear God's voice regularly. So what does that mean? 85% of men and 75% of women say that they don't hear God's voice regularly. We need to develop an understanding so we can hear God's voice clearly in our lives. And that's what we're going to jump into today. So let me jump into my, uh, my, my, my first thought here. Being authentic. So this is called the Authentic Life Journal. It's not just a title. Authentic. It actually, I want you to be actually authentic. How many of you have met someone that's not authentic? Anybody? Okay. Maybe at work, uh, your school, you have <laughs> my family. No, uh, whoever, whoever it is, right? You know, you've met those people, and it's, uh, they're not authentic. Well, one of the realities for our relationship with God is that we must be authentic when we speak to him. When we speak with Jesus, we must be authentic. Um, if you read through the book of Psalms like I do regularly, you'll see that it's not all just lovely thoughts. There's anguish, there's pain, there's depression, there's fear, there's anxiety. These are all things that it's okay to say to God, all right? Being authentic means that we must be real, genuine. We must tell it like it is, not like I wish it would be, nothing fabricated, nothing exaggerated. So when we speak with God, we must be authentic. Some of us fall in the trap of, we just speak in what we wish it would be. Don't do it. Don't fall into that trap. Just speak directly to him. Maybe uh, I just want to apply this super uh, real today. Maybe in like a journal like this, we would write down that we are hurt today by someone or something. Maybe even we feel hurt by God because he didn't do what we thought he would do. Maybe we feel broken. Maybe we feel alone. Maybe we feel satisfied, like you do after Thanksgiving. Right? It's just like, oh, yes. Or you're asleep. Anyways, satisfied. Maybe feel grateful, blessed, favored. Whatever, I'm just picking up words. Whatever it could be, that's what we would write down in our journal. Maybe in this uh, first thought I have on the screen here, my relationship with God is, what would we say? Well, maybe we could say my relationship with God is full. All right, that's something I, I'm using as an example. Then we could say, and then we ask another question, my relationship with the Holy Spirit. Well, what's it like? It is, well, it's grateful or whatever the descriptive word you want to put into it. All right. So why would we, here's a question we have, why would we differentiate the two? Why would we differentiate what we would say to God and what we would say to the Holy Spirit? Why is having a personal relationship with Holy Spirit important? Well, when it comes to developing an intimate and authentic relationship with God, we have to consider a practical reality. Where is, here's a truth that I want you to write down and remember, well, just remember, we don't all have pens. Where is God the Father right now? Where, do you know where he is right now? He's in the throne room of heaven. Yes, he's everywhere. Everywhere is a good answer. But he's in the th throne room of heaven. That's where God the Father is right now. Where is Jesus Christ, God the Son, right now? At the right hand of the Father. That's where he is. So when we address them, we know where they are. God the Father, God the Son, we know where they are. And... Unless I develop a personal relationship with the Holy Spirit, God will always feel distant from me. Because in a sense, he is. Right? He is. So let's look at what Jesus Christ did. Let me, uh, sorry, I missed this slide. Unless I develop a personal relationship with the Holy Spirit, God will feel distant. You and I must develop a personal relationship with the Holy Spirit. John 14, verse 16, said, uh, well, 14, what do I got here? 15 through 17, actually. We'll come back to this in a second. 
Jesus Christ had 12 disciples. He'd been training uh, these disciples for three years to take over his ministry. This far, their da- uh, thus far, their daily instruction came from Jesus. Think about it. Disciples, they were three years with Jesus. Daily they met with him, prayed with him early in the morning, and he would tell the disciples what they were doing and where they were heading. Think about it. That's pretty cool, right? Every day we get up, we meet with Jesus. He tells us what we're doing, where we're heading, right? I, 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 my kids aren't here. Good. Like they always ask me, what are we doing? I'm like, nothing. Like, sit there, be quiet for 12 hours, then go to bed. That's what we're doing today, all right? Jesus was much nicer. If they wanted to know what was for lunch, they asked Jesus. How many of you get that question? What's for lunch? Food. All right, there we go. Man, I'm feeling for Jesus here. If they had questions about God's plan and purposes, they asked Jesus. If they wanted to know why some prayers were answered now versus later, they would ask Jesus, right? Suddenly, Jesus' time on earth was up, and he'd be leaving them, and it was time to teach them how to continue following him once he was gone. So these disciples that met with Jesus every day, early in the morning, they ate together, they shared together, that he taught them together, all these things. All of a sudden, he said, I'm leaving. He actually prepped them, but they weren't really listening, right? We know that. He said, I'm leaving. And then he says, and we, this is where you... We see this in the scripture here. It says, if you love me, you will keep my commandments, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another, a helper to be with you forever, even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. Well, what is this another? Well, we know the name as the Holy Spirit. In the Greek there of another, it says a loss of the same kind. So the another that was coming was the same kind as God the, Son, God the Father and God the Son. It's our helper, communicator, parakletos, one who comes alongside to help, comfort, refresh, and intercede to be with you forever. Jesus Christ was there first, and now we have the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit was to take Jesus' place and become everything that Jesus had been to them and more. Everything and more. Then we have our, our next scripture here. It is your advantage, Jesus says, it is to your advantage that I go away, for I do not go away, for if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. That's powerful. Think about it, these 12 disciples, just in that picture of them meeting with Jesus every day. What are we doing? What are we eating? Where are we going? Why did you do that? Why didn't you do that? Like, all these questions, and then he's there to minister and provide the answers. And then all of a sudden he says, I'm I'm leaving. But there's someone coming. And it's actually to your advantage, he says, that I leave. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. Those are powerful words. Think about it. Jesus telling us. It's better that I've left because the Holy Spirit is going to help you. From here on, you don't have to hear my instructions via hearing. I will be able to speak directly to your heart and mind from within. Any communication we have with God the Father and Jesus Christ is prayer, in prayer is through the Holy Spirit. Think about that. Every time we communicate with God the Father, God the Son, and Jesus Christ. We are communicating through the Holy Spirit. When you, uh, when you come to church here and you hear me speaking, and suddenly it's like I've zeroed in and speaking directly to your heart. This is the Holy Spirit speaking to you. Well, how does a pastor know what I'm thinking? I don't. And you know me. I don't want to know what you're thinking, right? Some of you people are crazy. Uh, That was a bit of an exaggeration, although true sometimes. It's the Holy Spirit speaking to you. That's what it is. It's the Holy Spirit. Words from God the Father making them living and active in your life. The same thing happens when we read the scriptures and when we maybe we're sitting on our own and we actually open the word of God or we're listening to it on an audio Bible and words are spoken and they feel like they are just directly speaking to our situation. That is the Holy Spirit speaking through you. So what I said off the top that God 
has already been speaking to you. The Holy Spirit's already been speaking to you. You're starting to see it now. He's already been speaking to us. So here's a question. How do I know whether I am thinking, how do I know whether what I am thinking or hearing is coming from me, voices from the past, the Holy Spirit, or an evil spirit? Someone once said to me, you have three voices in your, your mind as a believer. Well, you have it even if you're not a believer, but you don't know what they all are. Anyways, you have yourself, the Holy Spirit, and the enemy. That's it. Three voices. But it's our responsibility to discern what voices are being spoken and what they're saying. We must learn to know and recognize the voice of God. Pastor, how do we do that? I'm concerned I'm hearing voices I I shouldn't be, and I'm not trying to be joking when I say that. Pastor, how do I hear the voice of God? Well, we do so by reading his word. We learn what he sounds like by reading his word, all right? This is not the only method God uses to speak to people, but it is one of the safest, most practical, and most powerful ways he uses, which is through simply God's word. I hope that he speaks through people like me to people in God's kingdom, But the most trusted method is certainly God's word. Here's a quote. uh, I believe it's from Ken, the author of this stuff. He said, I don't want to rely on secondhand direction from God. I want to hear his voice directly. Have you ever gotten directions after they've been given to three people already? Right? Right? Especially if one of those people, you know, turn at the barn kind of people. Thank you. I've seen 50 barns in the last 20 minutes. Right? Right? You want to hear it directly from the voice of God. Let's go to our next slide here. Furthermore, I believe the key to recognizing the voice of God in the serendipitous moments of life is learning to hear his voice on a daily basis. So how do I hear God's voice In these serendipitous moments, in these moments throughout my life, well, I learned to hear God's voice by simply hearing his voice every single day. John 14, verse 26 says, But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. John 16, 12, verse 14 says this, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. When the Spirit of truth comes... He will guide you into all the truth, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will declare to you the things that are to come. He will glorify uh, me, for he will for he will glorify me, for he will take what is mine and declare it to you. It is therefore essential that we learn to recognize and respond to his voice. Well, what is that? What does that mean when we respond to him, his voice? Well, it's actually recognizing what is the rhema word of God. The Logos word is the written word, right? That's the Logos word. The rhema word is God's voice speaking to us. For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and heart, of joints and marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. At first glance, we might assume the word of God in this passage refers to the Bible, but it doesn't. This is actually referring to the rhema word of God, the spoken word of God that gives direction, encouragement, correction to our daily lives. Let me say that last part again. This is referring to, in this passage in Hebrews, this is referring to, uh, when it says word of God, it's referring to the rhema word of God, the spoken word of God that gives Direction, encouragement, and correction. Direction, encouragement, and correction. I'm emphasizing that for a reason. A lot of us are okay with getting direction by God. Yeah, sure. Go do this. Okay, I'll go do that. Right? We're fine. We're good. We're not bad with direction. The next part, encouragement. Well, we all need encouragement. Right? We, we love it when the Holy Spirit speaks to us and we're encouraged. Correction. Mm. 
Dang. It's like when you're, you would, I don't have one of these, so I really don't know, but it's like when you're, uh, like, uh, your, your gym coach catches you eating at McDonald's. <laughs> That's why I don't have a gym coach, actually. <laughs> Although I haven't eaten McDonald's in a long time. I'm doing good. But you know what I mean? Yeah, you're busted, right? You, yes, I, eat, I drank only shakes all week, yes. <laughs> right? And five Big Macs, right? Correction. Correction. We have teachers in our congregation. It's like when they bust the students, Right? It happens. Every generation, it happens. There's no perfect generation. They bust the students. Do the students like it? Ha! No. Correction. The rhema word of God, the spoken word of God, that gives direction, encouragement, and correction to our daily lives. For us, rhema happens when God's written word, the Bible, becomes living and active, specific and practical, to our lives. Yet a lot of us read the Bible and hear nothing. It's not that God isn't speaking. We've just not learned to recognize His voice. Fortunately for you, this is about to change. Well, Pastor, that's a pretty bold statement. You're right. It is. But I'm giving you a tool today that you're going to pay $20 for. I'm giving you... <laughs> you, you, you still have a choice in case you're wondering. It's not that kind of church. Anyways. We're providing a tool for you today so that you can begin to hear God's voice. I've found essential, there's four, excuse me, there's four essential practices to help us more clearly hear God's voice. First off, we need to read from a translation we understand. That's the first thing. Do you know what I find? Some people are really good reading the King James Version of the Bible. Some people are really good at it. Some people, you need to stop reading that thing. And I know some of you are going to be annoyed with me for saying it. I've known people where they think the King James Version is the version of the Bible. The problem is it's written in English. And the Bible was not written in English. Just so you're wondering, okay? In case you're wondering. But let's, let's get back on track here. You need to read a version of the Bible you understand. That's the first thing. So here's what I'm going to do today. I am giving away some free stuff. If you need a Bible that you uh, need so that you can understand it, I have a handful of English Standard Version Bibles at the back, and that's what I read from every Sunday. All right? It's my favorite translation. It's the one I choose to read the most, but you can read one of those. Is any Bible translation good? Yeah, pretty much. If you have a Bible and it's in your house, great. That's a good one, right? But if you do not understand it, stop reading it. Find, a, no, no, don't stop reading the Bible, but find a translation that you can read. Here's a point of reference. The NIV Bible, which I grew up on reading, you have to be at basically a grade 8 reading level to understand that. All right? So if you are not at a grade 8 reading level, find a different translation. If you're like, Pastor, I do not know where to begin with this, I will help you. Okay? I promise you, I will help you. I will even buy you the Bible you need. All right? But we have a pile of ESVs at the back. Those are the ones I generally recommend. So first off, uh, read it from a translation you understand. Secondly, uh, you need to know where to start reading. Well, Pastor, where do I start reading? A lot of people just start at the beginning, which is Genesis. That's fine. But I would recommend you start reading in the Gospels, which is either uh, the book of Mark or the book of John. All right? For our purposes, it's name the year. John 8, verse 31 to 36 is our uh, theme verse for this year. We will be encouraging people to read through the book of John this year. We have a series of messages this year on the book of John. All right? So that's the one we're going to be reading through. The next part, number three. You need to mark in the Bible as you read it. Now, this is something, I don't know about you, but um, I've had this Bible since 2015. What's that, eight years? Okay. I've had this for eight years, and I've taken this every single place I've been for eight years. It's in my work bag. I carry a backpack everywhere I go, and it's in there, all right? And in the pages of this, some pages are not marked at all. What's that? Ezekiel. Oh, I like that book. All right? But some, Jeremiah, are marked. You can't see it because I did it in pencil, all right? 
The truth is, I grew up thinking that it wasn't okay to mark your Bible for some reason. Not because someone told me not to, I just, that's what I thought. It's like, why would you highlight the Bible? The whole thing's good, right? It's true. It's like, what do you highlight in the Bible? That's more important than that word. No, it's all good. The truth is, get a, get a Bible and start marking it up. And the thing is, when you fill it with the markings, go get a new one, right? It's simple. Put it on the shelf. That, <laughs> if you mark through your Bible every year, you can have a Bible every year for your life. That's okay. Nothing wrong with that, right? Mark your Bible, all right? So these are, uh, four, well, three essential, and here's the fourth one here. All right, I'm gonna t- what we're going to do today is this. We're going to instruct everyone on how to correctly, or not correctly, one way of marking up your Bible, all right? So we're going to have some things on this pop-up on the screen here, and I'm going to walk us through it, all right? Uh, here's, and this is why it's so important for us to uh, mark our Bibles. So it's, here's a little analogy. We have God at the top, me at the bottom, all right? I read, God, I read God's words in the Bible, all right? These are his words. We believe that. These are his words to us. We read that in the Bible. As I read and mark, the Holy Spirit impresses upon me words, phrases he wants me to pay attention to, all right? Marking while I read forces me to make decisions about what strikes me as significant. Certain words will jump out of the pages based on the circumstances of my life, and they'll become revealing to me as I read it. That's why we mark in our Bible. All right, it is better to read and mark a short passage, which is 10 to 15 verses of Scripture, carefully than to skim over a long passage and not understand or remember a thing. How many of you have done that? You've read a chunk, and you're like, oh, my gosh, what did I just read? Right? It's just like, boo. So I would say if your limit is 5 to 10 verses, do it. Do five to ten at a time. Allow God to speak to you. If you can read a bit more than that, then fine. Ten to fifteen verses is a bit of an average, all right? So these are the things that we can practically do to help us understand God's word. The second thing we can do is read the passage twice, all right, or three times or whatever. I would, but let's start with twice, all right? Read the passage over once you've read it, all right? That also helps when you take a shorter section. It's like, I'm going to read 15 chapters today, twice, right? That's a little crazy, all right? Or it's like, I'm going to read Jude. That's what I always say. All right. (laughs) I'm going to read the whole book three times today. All right. Good stuff. All right. So let's go to our next example here. So in our first reading, we would skim over a text, and we would find this stuff. Okay, so first off, uh, in our first reading, these are some markings that we could use. The tick... Uh, is the most common marking indication, indicating a thought or phrase that catches your attention. Now, again, we have some teachers. I hope I'm not looking at some of them that are here. Because if I get it wrong, I don't want to be held accountable. All right? No, it's a joke. Uh, so uh, this is just a, a method of study, okay? So don't, it's not the be-all and end-all. If you have something that works for you, good. Here's, here's our example, the tick. The most common marking indicating a thought or phrase that catches your attention. I use something like this myself, all right? Here's the next one, square brackets. I use these all the time. Indicates an important thought or phrase that arrests our attention, that really grabs a hold of us, right? That's what we're trying to learn. And then the next one here, a vertical sideline in the margin indicates a significant sentence or verse within a passage of Scripture. This is used rather than underlining the entire verse and can be used in conjunction with other markings. Again, I use this one a ton. The tick is the one I use the least, which probably tells you a bit about me, but uh, I use this one a ton. I have a lot of lines in my Bible like this, all right? So that's the idea. So we have an example passage here from Romans 12, verses 1 through 5, all right? I'm going to read through it, and then because we're, we're going to read it first, and then we're going to mark it up, all right? And so, it, or it may just mark it all at the same time, but let me read through it first for argument's sake. Romans 12, verse 1, it says, Therefore, I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. So I should do something there because I just raised my voice. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve that God's will is his good, pleasing, and perfect will. For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the measure of faith God has given you. 
Just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we, uh, so in Christ we who are many from one body, and each member belongs to all the others. All right, so let's mark it up. I'm going to go really fast here because I'm special like that. All right. Oh, look at this. Woo. All right. So we, so these are things. So we got the ticks. We got the brackets to highlight things that have stood out to us in the passage. All right. These are just a simple example of something we can do. There's our line for a section that jumps out to us. All right. So again, we did it in real time, and it was very, really simple to walk through. All right. So let's do it again. Uh, so when we, we go through our second reading, a circle, we circle repeated words. Uh, for the New Testament or people's name in the old names in the Old Testament, all right? And then we uh, underline key words. This is our second reading. We're going to circle and we're going to underline, all right? So here's our first reading. We've got it marked up. This is an example. I hope you grasp that, all right? Just want to be clear. So here's our example, all right? We've marked it up in our first reading. In our second reading, we're just going to circle words that and underline that mean, the sta- just kind of jump out to us and that are connected, we find, in some way in the scripture. Again, it's things that stand out to us, all right? So what I want you to do, as I've just gone through all that, I want you to open these books. This is why I gave them to you. Open these books, and I want you to turn to page chapter 2, all right? Or ch- turn to page 2, sorry. Not chapter 2. Page 2. And everything I just went through here, Everything I've just gone through here is in this book, all right? Again, $20. We can walk home with this today, all right? And on the bottom half, uh, those are some scriptures we've gone through. Let me just jump ahead here. Okay. Man, I'm so far ahead. It's un- unbelievable here. Uh, so we go to, we, so there's page two. If you go to turn to page three now, every time I turn a page, I'm like on page seven. There's no good. Okay, so there's the passage we just marked up, all right? Romans 12, all right? This is the one we just marked up on the screen here. So there's, again, I, it's all here. You have the example in the booklet if you forget what everything I've said and you want to jump back to it, all right? So there's the deal there. Now let me keep going here. All right. So we've gone through the tick, the brackets, all that stuff. Man, I'm so far ahead. It's unbelievable. All right. Let's go to the next one here. So that's how we mark up our Bible, all right? That's, that's how we mark up the Bible. Now, what I want you to do is I want you to turn to page, I believe it's page 9, all right? We're going to turn to page, yeah, it's perfect, page 9. And each, each page like this is one day in the Authentic Life Journal. So there's a date, there's the passage we're reading, all right? So if you want to be a keener and start on this right away, you can just start in any part of the Bible you want to start in, all right? When we cut, when we uh, all start in three weeks. We're going to most likely start in the book of John, okay? But if you want to start right away, you can start in the book of John, or you can start wherever you'd like, all right? And you just write your passage in there, just like the, the one we had on the screen. So I've got an example here. It says John 14, verses 15 through 21. All right, you would write that in there, okay? So rather obvious. Now, here's the next part. Remember, we talked about being authentic with God. So under it, where it says date and passage, it says yesterday, so here's an example. I'm going to put an example on the screen of what you could put for yesterday. All right? I know the font's small, so it's hard for some of you to see it. I'll read it out. Yesterday was a tough day. I had conflict with the bank over some legal fees I'm pretty sure I don't owe. Not sure I handled it well. Not sure I'm handling a lot of things well lately. I seem to be tense more often than not. I need a vacation. Or maybe just a little exercise. The winning numbers of Lotto 649 wouldn't hurt either. Well, that's a pretty good entry, right? So, what does that tell you? That we're being authentic, right? And the next part is, Lord, please speak to me today and let me hear your voice. I don't need much, just enough to get me through the day. So that's something we can say under yesterday. All right, again, this is just an example. You can say whatever you want. If you want to use strong language, use strong language. Whatever it is, just get it out on the paper. Um, I want to pause here because I want to say something because I know it affects some of the people that are here today in the room as well as in Little Current and online. 
Some of us, I'm going to raise my hand because I'm some of us. Every time we hear the word journal, we get annoyed. Right? Like, oh, he's one of those guys. He's one of them people. I did not. I, I've never really enjoyed journaling until about 10 years ago. And I don't journal a lot. When I watch Arlene journal, she's got a big book, and she's just like, she just goes forever and ever. If I come to bed and she's in there, doo -doo 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 -doo, I'm like, oh, she's talking about me. And so I just, I walk away, and oh, man, she's really good at it. I never really enjoy journaling. But I was reminded again just in the past month that when we journal, things change. At least they do for me. And putting my thoughts on a paper really helps. So if you're like me and are not really into journaling, here's my challenge to you. First off, take it up, journal, do this. Just write one word. You can do that. You and I can write one word. And for the people that are like, woo, they just like, I'm journaling, woo, drawing pictures, they got highlighters, doing the whole thing, stickers, all this stuff. You've got four lines. <laughs> so you got to shorten it up, all right? Now that God has our attention, so we've put in the date, the passage, we've thought about yesterday, what happened. Now that God has our attention, we're going to keep going. So you'll see in your book, it says, Start. Now, you've got all the answers here, so I shouldn't even be doing it this way, but I am. All right? Select the most significant to me truth or phrase or verse and write it into your journal. So you've read the passage. Select the most significant truth that you found in the passage you just read and write it into your journal. Paraphrased or verbatim, whatever amount of space you have. For me, it's usually one to two, three words tops. All right? Write it in there beside the S. Now, we go down to the T, which is thoughts. And we, so this is the verse that we would have for today. So these are some things that we found interesting. We could keep my commandments, and uh, whoever has my commands and keeps them, he, is, he it is who loves me. So I would write that down in the uh, scripture part, all right? And even the thoughts. So we, then we have our thoughts here, all right? Oh, go back up here. Thoughts. We could jot down four to five thoughts or observations in this section, and we do it right in our uh, Authentic Life Journal, right in here, okay? Simple. And then we go to A, the next one. In the start acrostic, refers, this A refers to application. But it also it is also the moment in which we first invite the Holy Spirit to make good on Jesus' promises. The Scripture says He will teach you all things, Explain what has happened. He will teach us all things. He will explain what has happened. These are God's thoughts regarding life and prepare for the things to come. All right? So what's the example here that we could put in here? Does it, oh, it doesn't have it. Never mind. I'll come back to that. All right? So again, we're, uh, we're going to read God's word, the Bible, and God's going to impress his thoughts and desires upon our heart. And then God and I are going to discuss what he wants us to talk about. When I have his thoughts and I share what I think, we're going to begin this discussion of what he wants to talk about. Now, remember the emphasis on he. Can I have a, uh, uh, can I, someone come up here and be my volunteer? It's scary because I'm not going to tell you what I'm going to do. Anybody? Just one volunteer. Okay. Come on up here, Tyler. He's brave. Give it up for Tyler. Woohoo! Little current. Church on. This is Tyler. All right. Okay. Uh, what I want you to do is I want you to tell me uh, what your day was like yesterday. Okay. What did you do yesterday? Yeah, I was uh, cleaning up my truck and doing some other stuff. And, yeah, well, yeah, what else did you do yesterday? I wish I had gotten a pizza. Okay, 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 okay. Was that rude of me? What? Yeah, it was rude. You're right. <laughs> it, it's rude to interrupt someone when they're speaking, especially when I ask them a question. Now, let's go to our devotional life. God, help me. And then we just start speaking. 
interrupting everything he wants to say to us. Thank you, Tyler. Give it up. Give it up for Tyler. He's brave. Don't we all do that? I do it all the time, just so you know. <laughs> yes, she knows. <laughs> Here's the next part here. I ask questions and listen to God. So we read the scripture, we write down our thoughts, and then we ask questions and we listen to the voice of the Spirit. All right? I capture God's message and respond in prayer to what he's saying. So we're writing through our thoughts. We're writing the scripture, the thoughts, the application. And we can see this exchange happening as we're writing and reading and listening. And we capture God's message and respond in prayer. Again, here's, here's the passage. This is what it could look like. I'm just going to blast through here. All right. In the start, uh, across it refers to applications, but it also is the moment in which we first invite the Holy Spirit to make good on Jesus' promises. I, I, I went through all of this with you. Next, we go back to our journal and fill in the lines after. So at, at A, at the application, we fill in the lines in our journal after this. We actually can put our name in. So I put my name on the screen here. And we respond to God by saying, Jason, my son. Right? And you put your own name in, everything in there, all right? And we say, Jason, my son. We quote God the best we can. Is it going to be perfect? No. But we're going to start somewhere so that we can get somewhere. We just got to start. And we're going to say, this is what God is saying today. We're going to quote God the best we can. Sometimes, likely, most of the time, the words come as we begin to write them down. Don't worry about quoting God. You're not writing scripture, but recording your best understanding of what God is saying to you. So it doesn't have to really make sense because it's just for you, right? When we're saying, when we're responding to what God's putting on our heart, we're just, these words are not for anybody else. They're just for ourselves in this case. Plus, every sixth day, we're going to filter through the absurd entries that we put in the previous six days. I'll get to that in a moment here. And then we have R. This is your opportunity to respond with a written prayer. Be honest. Don't write down what others want you to write. Depending on what God has said, you may be full of gratitude. You may be confused and need further instruction. You may be afraid, wrestling with what you sense him asking of you. Or you may need to confess a sin. You just talked with the creator of the universe. He deserves a response. So we respond through prayer. We were going to write it down. And the next part of the start acrostic, of course, is T, if you know your English well. It stands for taking inventory daily. Taking inventory daily. Take inventory. The, the, the journal actually says, take inventory of today's wins and losses. What good did I do today? Who hurt or offended me today? Who did I hurt or offend today? Um, where were their compromises or secrets today? And we write them in here. Our strengths, we're going to mirror what happened. We're going to shield and we're going to look to what's in the closet and expose it. All right, so you have one of these for five days. One, two, three, four, five, all right? If you turn to page 14... In these books, for those online today, just uh, humor us. I know you don't have this in front of you. Just, just as I said, send me an email, Jason Northern Life Church, Church, and I will get one to you. All right. So day six. Earlier, I mentioned that every day six is a bit different, and has a human distortion factor. All right. So again, we have another acrostic here, and I'm going to put it up on the screen for us. That's not confusing. And I'm going to put them all up because you got them anyways. All right. Oh, that's not all. One more. Okay. I am thankful for today. All right. So first thing, uh, first there's an exercise of gratitude to complete. So we're going to be, what am I, I'm thankful for today for the help, the answers, the new kind speaking. All right. So these are things we can fill in about what's happened over the past few days. 
When we come to answers, we can turn back to the journal where uh, you can chronicle specific prayers and God's activity. Actually, if you, uh, you'll have to take my word for it, but on page 113, you can actually write down your prayers and then how God answered them, all right? And it's a great way to uh, see a testimony of what God has done. And then we have speaking in the last one here. This is the human distortion factor. God speaks in themes. So when you are working through your journal each week, you will begin to see themes develop You will uh, throughout the week. Now here's the deal. We're instructing you on day six, day six not to read your Bible on day six. Seems kind of strange, right? But we're, what we want you to do is uh, t- we want you to uh, read over the personalized messages God has been giving you over the week. This is another area that we can struggle in. I know it's hard for me. is to look back at what God has actually said. Look over the themes that he's speaking to us. Often when God is speaking to us, especially if it is something significant or out of the ordinary, he often speaks in themes to us. The Bible teaches us to, dis- to discern the accuracy of human prophecy by the two to three witness. This same principle can act as a safeguard against our own emotions, bias, and passions. If you want to find two or three people close to you that you can trust and share some of these thoughts with, you can do that as well. And it helps us understand, even in a deeper way, what God is saying. Because someone will say, that ain't from God. Right? Some of us, we get a little mixed up in the mind sometimes. We need someone to say, yo, that ain't from the word, right? That's your crazy thought, or it's just the enemy speaking to you. And day seven, take a rest. What? Yeah, rest. Come to church and let us bring God's word to you. Let one of our pastors speak over you. Maybe spend a little extra time in worship or in prayer that day as well. All right? Now we've come to the end here. So we're going to start this together. I'm going to review a bit here as I close off. We're going to start this together uh, three weeks today, or you can start today. I don't care. It's up to you. Uh, But we're going to start, I'll I'll, I'll kick us off three weeks today. And we're going to, like I said, most likely start in the book of John. Now, what I want you to do is, um, I would love to give these to you, all right? But we do need to cover the costs on this. And I know, Pastor, you, you, you bought it for me. It's okay. No one's forcing anyone here, okay? But if you want to be a part of this, and I want you to be a part of this, this can radically shift our lives. And this is the year of freedom, and I really believe this is part of our theme this year, okay? And maybe you've never done this before. Maybe you're like, this is a totally new concept to me. Well, hey, this is a great opportunity to start to do something new. Uh, It doesn't take a long time out of your day. I would say probably... Um, well, if you're quick, you could probably do it in 15 to 20 minutes. Probably would take me at least 20 to 30 minutes each day to work through this. But uh, it doesn't take long at all. Just carve out some time. Early in the morning is best. If you have young children, that's not cool. Early in the morning, so maybe uh, some other time. But if you don't have children at home or you're like me and your kids are a bit older and you can get up early, just find some quiet time and you can, uh, you can do that. All right? So that's the deal there. It's $20. You can pay at the back today. We have our credit and debit machine. You can pay by cash, check, or e-transfer. In Little Current, you can pay by cash, check, or e-transfer. And uh, if you're online, just, again, email me, jason.northernlife.church. Say, I want a book, and uh, I'll hook you up with one, all right? We'll have these available in the back for the next three Sundays in a row, including today, okay? And if you don't like your color, go back there. We got a few of each color. There's three colors, all right? Yes, you can buy as many books as you want. So if you want to buy 1,500 books, yes, you can. If you want to buy it for a friend, you can buy it for a friend. Yeah. Yeah, these are not, you don't have to just be in our church to do this or anything like that, all right? If you want to buy it as a gift, please do. I've got lots. <laughs> all right? Why don't you stand up? Let's pray. Worship team, why don't you come and uh, make your way back here? I think I, we lost all the people on church online. It just, I I went past 12. Sorry for those that aren't on YouTube. My bad. So today, I hope was super practical. But I really, again, I believe in this. Um, You know, just, uh, (laughs) it's funny. Opening God's word and journaling, not fancy journal like this, just a 
a sheet of paper for me when I began. It actually changed my life. And I'm not, as I said, I'm not a journaling type person. I went to school ministry, and they made us journal every day. I got one page in three months when I was 18, so that'll give you some picture. It's changed my life. And uh, it's actually set me free from some stuff in my life. And I know that God's word will do the same for you. So I, I strongly encourage you to take this. If you need someone to sponsor you for one of these, just please come speak with me. I will get one to you no matter what. Okay? And if you want a Bible, we got some free ones back there today. So let's pray. Jackie, could you help me here? So Father, today I just thank you for this, this message. And Lord, it was a little different today. It was more of a seminar style, I guess you could call it. But God, I just want to try my best to give our church the tools so that each of us can grow in our relationship with you. And no tool is perfect. There's no right way or wrong way. But we do need to discipline ourselves to open God's word and respond to what you put on our heart. And I believe this is a great tool for us. So Father, I don't know what everyone's going through. I do know that there's been some tough days for some of us. And God, you are the only one that can deliver us from what we're going through. So God, I just pray today as we've walked through this, this lesson and teaching, Lord, again, super practical, hopefully super helpful. God, I just pray that your hand would be upon us. Lord, for the individual that's going to take one of these books and take it home and they're going to get working on it right away today. Lord, I just pray that your spirit be with them as they open it. And Lord, for those that are going to wait a couple weeks like me until we get going, Lord, I pray that as we open this, that God, it would just really, really resonate with us, that your spirit would be with us. Lord, I pray that this brings marriages closer together because of us opening the word in our homes. And God, I just pray that your spirit would be present. And Lord, I'm thinking of those that just have done everything they know how to do and just feel like they haven't really heard your voice. God, maybe they've even done something like this in the past. Lord, I just pray we'd give it another chance. Or we'd give this method a chance so that we can hear from you. Lord, our church doesn't want to hear from me if I'm just talking to myself. Our church needs to hear from, whether it's me or Pastor Andy, Pastor Chris. They need to hear from us as we've heard from you. And the same goes for every one of us personally, Lord. How can we lead our families and our homes if we're not hearing from you? We need to hear your voice present at all times. So, Father, would you be with us? Lord, thank you for those that are gathered today in Espinola Little Current Church Online. It's obvious you've brought us together on purpose. So, God, I just pray you'd be with us. And as we sing this final worship song, Lord, I just pray that your spirit would be free in this place to move amongst us again. In Jesus' name, everyone said...